the biggest trip of our relationship. Let's talk about that. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode of Just Squatching Around, where we like to talk about nature, travel, photography, anything outdoors, and anything in between. My name is Mads, and I am the host, and this season we have been talking about travel. I've been doing some theme seasons here for a little bit. Uh, Last season was gear, and... I wanted to share this season, like, some of my travel stories. Not all of it, obviously, because I do want to share specific stories and specific seasons, because I will be doing, like, a camping season, hiking season, and a photography season as well. So, I wanted to start off the travel stories, though, with the biggest trip we have taken as a couple. Back in June, we had taken a two-week trip out west. We have never driven out west. We have flew prior to this. But uh, as a couple, we have never driven out west. I had been on a road trip out west with my mom and my brother for my graduation from high school. It It was like a present for my mom. She wanted to take me out there after I graduated high school. But we, we have never really, had never really thought about it. We flew last time because we only had a week and we didn't want to have to drive out there, drive back at, back and only have maybe like three days for the Grand Canyon. So it was, it was a big, it was big to do to plan this trip. We had to plan places that we were going out to, places, figure out what we wanted to see. Uh, especially along the way as well, because we were passing by Theodore Roosevelt National Park on our way out and Indiana Dunes on our way out and back. And so I was like, we have to make it big, you know, for our anniversary trip. We have to do something huge because this was our five-year anniversary that we were celebrating. And I was like, let's go to Glacier and Yellowstone and the Tetons. That'll be our set places we want to go to, but then we can stop at the Badlands and Theodore Nas- yeah, Theodore Roosevelt National Park and stop at the Indiana Dunes National Park and kind of stop all, at all those places in between. So we, we wanted to do Glacier our first week and Yellowstone and the Tetons our second week. And I'm doing this as a like two-part kind of episode because it's it's just so much stuff to conclude in one episode. So going out there, we live in Ohio. We had to pass through Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, North Dakota just to get to Montana. And we decided that we wanted the first full day to just be to just nothing but driving and to do as much driving as we could. So we went from, oh, we went the evening before that first day, we went to Indiana and we stayed at a KOA. We really didn't care for the KOA. I won't say what KOA. And I don't care for Indiana. Let me tell you what. I swear every 
few miles was just construction zones. Like people joke with us about Ohio, you know, the national, like the state flower is, you know, the traffic cone, haha. But I, I think we should say that for Indiana as well because this year it was just it was wretched. You'd think you'd get out of it, but then, then like two miles down the road, there's more construction. And it was just nonstop, 45 miles an hour. Like, it was, I don't, who, who says, uh, whatever. And Illinois is never one of our big ones either. So, we stayed in Indiana. Our first full day was 16 hours through five states to get to Bismarck, North Dakota. Let me tell you what, I have never been in a car that long. I don't think either of us had been in a car that long. And it was just, it drug on so hard. And I didn't know that when we were at Fort Wayne and it was raining a little bit, I think when we put the tent down, that that was like a foreshadowing of everything that was going to happen. And I will tell you that here in a minute as to what I mean. So we end up in Bismarck. Did the 16-hour drive. It was just this long haul through flat states, hilly states. Like, I mean, there's some parts of these states that are beautiful. And then there's some parts that you're like, okay, I'm I'm ready to be out of this. Uh, Montana's a good example of that. We, I, I swear, like, maybe one-third of Montana is mountains. One-quarter of Montana is mountains. And then, like, a little bit on the side over towards North Dakota's somewhat kind of a badlands area. But then once you get to the middle of Montana, it is just desolate. It's just flatland the whole time. Nothing to see. Flatland fences. That's it. It was insane. But I'm getting ahead of myself. So we stayed in Bismarck. And that night in Bismarck, I woke up to the tent just flapping around in in my face and John had shot up my partner had shot up in his in his sleeping bag and started looking outside and here we ended up in a really bad winds slash rainstorm it was to the point we were staying close to a highway and we had to make sure that it was the semis we were hearing and not a tornado because it was like, the trees next to us were at, like, a 90-degree angle at this point. It was insane. Here, that storm actually went through our hometowns and um, over where one of the places I grew up at, they actually had a tornado. One of my buddies had contacted me and said that it was close to his house and that they still had their house. There was a couple pieces of siding that was off, but it was... It was still kind of scary for them. So anyway, we we did that and <laughs> we went through that windstorm. We had been playing like different songs and stuff and we've, we've gotten different um, CDs to download onto our phones and stuff. And one of them was Oh Brother, We're Out, the LCD. And I'll Fly Away came on the stereo after all of that windstorm and scare and and my partner just was like, no, we, we are not playing that right now and <laughs> turned it, which I get, you know, it was, it was crazy. We had never been through a storm like that, especially even in a tent. And it was, it was a scary moment for sure. But we, 
I mean, our tent was intact. We still survived it. It was no big deal. Like I said, uh, we did stop actually at Theodore Roosevelt National Park. It was pretty epic in my opinion. I think I think we really want to stop some other time when we have more time to see it. Now, I've seen the Badlands of South Dakota before, but seeing the Badlands of North Dakota was quite impressive because they're just totally different things. Uh, the Badlands in South Dakota are more kind of like a desert feel in some aspects, whereas the Badlands in North Dakota have a lot of greenery and grass and stuff like stuff like that. We got to, John got to experience his first prairie dog in Theodore Roosevelt National Park. Uh, we did do a little bit of the auto tour there, and we rebought our annual pass. We had... I had bought an annual pass for the parks that year, this year, because we were going to so many different national parks that had entrance fees. Now, normally when we go to national parks, it's usually like the Great Smokies National Park and maybe one other one. And we don't bother with it because the Smokies always has no uh, national park fee, whereas we might just be paying like 30, 35 bucks for a park fee somewhere else just once during the year but this year we were going to maybe four or five I don't I don't know I think we ended up at four so it was it was better just to buy the pass at that point and I had bought it early and I had set it somewhere where I knew it was and I couldn't find it after that I have no idea what happened to it I still haven't it still hasn't surfaced which I'm kind of surprised. So we ended up having to buy the park pass there again, but it was really cool because then we had the opportunity to do the auto tour and see some of the horses that they have loose there and to experience the prairie dogs and just experience the Badlands aspect of North Dakota. I was very impressed with North Dakota. It was the first time I had ever been through it. I I just, I loved it. It was, you know, it was fields and stuff like that, but there was marshes over by the highway, and I was, like, I was so thrilled because I could see birds from my window as I was going down the highway. So, it was, I, I do like North Dakota. It does have a little special place in my heart, for sure. Going through Montana, however, to get to Glacier, we had to go through the entirety of Montana. The last time I had been out west, we had only went through a little portion of Montana. We had ended up up into Billings and then over to Redlaw, Montana. And this year, our goal was to go to Glacier, then down to Red Lodge to experience Beartooth Pass, which was kind of getting iffy because we they were still getting snow. And when we were heading to Glacier National Park, they were calling for snow in upper elevations that night. And so I'm thinking, great, you know, hopefully we are not going to be in that elevation point where we're going to be getting snow. We were prepared for it to be cold. When we came into Glacier, we ended up at the east side for the first night, and then we were heading towards the west side for the rest of the vacation because I had read that it possibly could be super cold over on the east side at the time we were going over there. So, I think it was about 30 degrees when we were over on the east side and we stayed over at that KOA. And then we woke up the next day and it's 
it's like it was beautiful i mean it was cold but it was beautiful and i didn't mind the cold and then we get into get into town east glacier village and it it started snowing and it was i i i love the snow in that aspect now i don't like driving in the snow by any means but i do love i do love how the snow is and how the snow snow makes everything look and in that moment, it was really cool to experience Glacier in that way because I feel like any other time we wouldn't be able to get that experience. We stopped at Mini Glacier over there because it was only going to be like an hour or two to get to our campsite on the other side of Glacier. So we figure we would ha- take the opportunity to maybe go explore the east side a little bit and then go back over to the west side. And I didn't know when we were on the east side that technically we didn't need our ticket for going to the Sun Road at the time. So we could have done that. But I loved Mini Glacier in all its form and glory. I wish we would have been able to see the mountains because the snow as you went up there just kept picking up and picking up and picking up. But it was just, I don't know, so epic. And... John and I decided, well, let's let's uh, go for a hike as well. Cause I love hiking in the snow. I'm crazy. I you call me crazy. I am just I love the snow and hiking. It's something magical about hiking in the snow. I I can't describe it, but it's just it's just something there. So we. We really wanted to do Grinnell Glacier. Grinnell Glacier is one of those kind of famous hikes in the Gla- in Glacier National Park, as as well as Avalanche Lake. And I was hoping to at least hike one of those. But when we got to the Grinnell Glacier, head, what was it? Grinnell Glacier head trailhead. There we go. It was closed due to snow hazard, sadly enough. So we decided to go to Apakuni Falls. It was a mile hike in and back, or it was a mile there, mile back. I think it was like two miles, roughly round trip, if I remember right. And as you go up the mountain to Apakuni, it kept getting snowier and snowier and snowier. And I was thrilled because I'm like, this is going to be, this is going to be pretty. I didn't take my camera with me, sadly, because of all the snow. It's not weatherproof. I didn't have any sort of covering for it at the time. I I wasn't expecting it to snow. But to go up to Apakuni, you I, I I highly recommend it in the snow or I don't know how it looks in the summertime, but to go up there, have the pines just part when you get to the waterfall. And just this little walkway and all the snow blowing around you and the waterfall blowing around and just the rocks and everything. You still get that full effect even though you can't see the mountains around you in this moment. And it was one of the most exciting hiking experiences I've ever had. Just to have that, it was almost like a perfect moment as well. And I didn't expect this to be, like, the best hike we had been on, like, to go on at Glacier. But it was by far, like, climax right there. And then it just declined after that. And I will tell you that here in a moment. 
So our experience with Mini Glacier was very, very snowy. We got to the other side and West Glacier and it was raining and we waited and we waited and we waited to put up the tent and finally, and to even make dinner because we, we do a lot of freeze dried meals when we're on, on vacation just to kind of save some money. And finally, we're just like, screw it. We're going to go eat at a restaurant. We go down to a burger joint not too far away. And we get back, and finally, it's just drizzling. Thank God. We're able to put the tent up, and we're we're able to stay dry for a little bit. Now, as you can tell, there is a pattern. We have dealt with rain at least for three, four days at this point. This pattern keeps going throughout the whole vacation. I'm not kidding you when I say that every time we either put the tent up, put the tent down, or both, it was raining. Then to one, it was raining. At one point in Helena, it rained so hard that I just, I didn't even want to get up to go to the bathroom. It was just, it was insane. But I do love, the rain has its own quirks. And our first day on going to the Sun Road on the west side of Glacier, it was after it had rained, and it was just spectacular. We were able to experience a lot of snow on the mountains, but we were able to experience that mist that we get in the Smokies after a good hard rain. And I'm not talking about like light mist, I'm talking about enough to cover the mountaintops and to give you that full kind of earthy aesthetic that you get when you see pictures from like the Pacific Northwest. I love it. I love when it rains and it gives that beautiful saturation of colors because it gives you that full effect. It's like the whole place is giving you a show at this point. We were able to kind of explore the road on the first day. Now, we had a three-day pass to going to the Sun Road. They do tickets now. So if you're ever wanting to go to Glacier, they I think it starts in the end of May is when the ticket stuff starts. And you have to have one to go on to going to the Sun Road in order to, I think, even to just get into the park at this point. So we, we took our first day, we explored, we seen where different trailheads were, we kind of hiked in a little bit, we saw McDonald's Falls, and we got to experience McDonald Lake. Now that's the biggest famous lake that you'll see at Glacier. It is spectacular. They are not kidding when they say that you can see the jeweled looking rocks and that the water's so clear. It was just... It was amazing to see it in real life. And the really cool part about uh, McDonald Lake is that they actually have motorboat and kayak rentals. So we were able to rent a motorboat and actually get different angles of the lake. And I was able to get some really good pictures. And the really cool part was that, you know, we got to experience the whole lake that way. I think we only did it for like a couple hours, but we we wanted to do that, especially on our first first day of it, which I'm glad we did because the snow started melting by day three while we were there. 
Lake McDonald also has a beautiful lodge that is based on Swiss Alps lodges. Lodges? Uh, Because it was nicknamed... The Glacier National Park was nicknamed the Swiss Alps of America, essentially, at one time. I don't know if it still is or not. Now it's the crown... I think it's like the crown of the continent or something like that. I can't remember now. Our second day in Glacier... We decided to go for a hike and we didn't know what. So we asked one of the park rangers because Avalanche Lake was closed due to flooding. Also, Granite Glacier was closed. Part of the going to the Stone Road is also closed during that time, especially since they got two feet of snow and the highest part of going to Stone Road while we were there. So, the park ranger suggested Snyder Lake. I will tell you now, do not waste your breath. Do not go up there. Unless, well, if you want to, that's fine. If you want to go see what looks like a pond or surrounding my mountains, it's fine. Now, with the old Smokies hikes that we do, you get different aspects of the mountains. You get different views, perspectives of the mountains. This hike just gave you a straight-on view of the mountains that will be in front of you the entire time. There's no difference. I think the only difference was seeing, like, McDonald from afar, which was kind of cool. This hike broke me. And I will tell you this. I I think I'll give more details in the hiking season, but it it just broke me. And I'll, I'll probably be doing a blog post soon about this. I've never had a hike break me like this before. I've never felt sick on a hike before. And it was, I just, a part of me was like, it felt like it was almost for nothing because it was such a, like a, it wasn't even that great of a view when we got there. It was cool because we got to see the little mini avalanches coming off the mountains with the snow melt, but it wasn't worth it. And it just sucked because <laughs> we always do big hikes and we weren't able to do like a big 10 or 11 miler like we'd done in the Grand Canyon or and the Great Smoky Mountains or at Pictured Rocks. We weren't able to do something like that. And it just, I don't know, it just felt, it didn't feel great. The third day in Glacier was very laid back. We did hike part of going to the Sun Road. I wish we would have been able to take our bicycles to be able to experience all of that. But it was pretty, it was pretty epic. It was a very chill day. We got our last bit of huckleberry milkshakes that we could before we were going to head out the next day. And it was just kind of sad because, you know, I did fall in love with Glacier National Park. It challenged me in so many different aspects, but I did fall in love with the park itself. And I, we have said that we are probably going to go sometime when we can go through the whole going to the Sun Road just to get that experience as well. Um, don't ask me when. I have no idea. <laughs> We've got so many ideas as to where where we want to go in the near future. I mean, we even have 2023 pretty much set in stone as to where we're going. And 2024 is going to be a great experience and it's going to be pretty epic because we will be getting married then. 
and we will be having probably a pretty epic honeymoon then, so we'll stay tuned for that. We haven't figured that out yet. But someday we will we will visit Glacier and <laughs> we will be friends someday. We we still miss those Huckleberry milkshakes. But the next part two, that was pretty much the full week of the first week. Uh, we stopped in Whitefish after that. We went to the KOA. It was pretty cool to see that little uh, ski resort town. We also got to go through the Lewis and Clark National Forest. We got to see Helena, which is the capital of Montana. I was not impressed with the KOA there, um, just because I wasn't expecting it to be, like, right on the outskirts of the city, but <coughs> we did have have some fun with that. Now, during this whole week, we had found out some terrible news. Yellowstone had been through a historic flood. Beartooth Pass was no longer passable, and the North Rim, well, the north part of Yellowstone had been hit pretty hard with floodwaters. They closed down the whole park. Uh, They closed down everything, really. I mean, they told people they had to evacuate, and not long after our reservations for Madison Campground, <coughs> excuse me, for Madison Campground was canceled by the reservation area due to not being open when we were going through. We didn't have high hopes for it to open during that time that we were supposed to come in, and we tried to book the Tetons for those two days we were going to be in Yellowstone, but unfortunately the Tetons was booked out or it was a lot of the prices of the hotels and stuff at the Tetons doubled because everybody was misplaced and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do. It was rough, but I still feel for those people in Yellowstone. I still feel for those people at Red Lodge. Uh, I think Cody C- Cook City, Cook City was the one also that was really affected. A lot of those people were actually isolated for a while from the the outside world because of the floodwaters. And when we came down towards Yellowstone National Park, like you could see the exits for it and everything, you could still see how swollen the rivers were and how much there was still flooding going on. They did open it around the time that we were heading, like, around the time we would have been heading out of Yellowstone. So it was no good anyway to try and see if they were going to open it or not by chance. So we ended up over in South Dakota, and that's probably going to be where I leave this off at, because I want to... I want to do this as a two-parter. I don't want to do this as a, like, a super long episode. But sadly, we weren't able to go to Yellowstone. It was, I, I was kind of devastated in a way, just because I, it was going to be the first time I was going to show him a, a national park that I've been to, that he hasn't. And 
I just feel like that's something that's special to me in a way, just to kind of share places that we've been to and share places that we haven't been to as well. And hopefully someday soon we'll be able to get to experience Yellowstone and experience the Tetons, but and it just wasn't in the cards at that point. So next episode is going to be part two of our epic journey is what I've been calling it. It's going to be about, you know, South Dakota, uh, going to Deadwood, some of our different things that we decided to do to adapt to our changing, ever-changing schedule, and to also talk about Indiana Dunes, the Badlands, and stuff like that, and we will see you then. Happy trails!